Hi, my name is Carliana, and you're listening to CE Over It. Hello, besties. How are we? I know I said I wasn't going to disappear for a long time, but I actually did. And I'm really sorry about that. I truly am. I can't tell you how many times I was like, this is the week I'm going to do podcast episodes. This is the week I'm going to record. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably even heard me say that a lot. But lo and behold, the universe just really did not want me to record. It was really forcing me to take a break, which I'm like, okay, cool. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm going to break down a little bit about why I'm recording. And I really, truly do believe that moving forward... I am going to be more consistent. Now, when the baby comes in July, I can't promise anything. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to take like a break and we'll do seasons, whatever. I don't know. But I also wanted to do like little just monthly updates about how my business and my life are going. I kind of been doing that anyways, but I want to go more in depth about like how I'm actually feeling about my business that month, what's actually going on, and be really, really real about you guys with you guys about what's going on because. You guys really liked last episode where I broke down 2021 and just recapped the entire year in a really honest way and talked about what sucked, talked about what didn't. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go listen to it right now because it was a really good one. It was one of my favorites. And I got a lot of requests to do that more often and to update you guys throughout the year about what it actually looks like to be running this business. So I'm going to be giving you guys more live updates about what's going on and all that stuff. So let's get into what's been going on because we have a lot of updates. I have a lot of updates to give you guys. January and February, I just feel like generally they suck. Like worst two months out of the entire year. My And, and my birthday is in January. And so <laughs> for me to even say that my birthday month is the absolute worst month of the year. I mean, that's saying a lot. That shows you how much I absolutely detest January and February. Like, I don't understand how anyone can even be happy during those months. Now, granted, I live in Utah where I live in like, it's like in a valley where we're surrounded by mountains on both sides and there's a ton of traffic, a ton of pollution. And so there's so much pollution and the air quality is actually so bad that the sky is never blue, absolutely never blue. So for, imagine like two months, I don't even see the blue sky. We're also in a drought, so it hasn't been snowing at all. So it's just gray and ugly and cold and miserable. I'm stuck inside with my two kids all day. I just, I hate it. I would rather die a million deaths than have to go through January and February every year. Truly, I, I hate it. So uh, January, February alone, they just suck. And every year in my business, I feel like it's always the time where I'm like, hey, I'm taking another big step. Like I'm making more big investments. Like they always just seem to also be like my scariest months. Like I think I talked to you guys about how last year, like January was when we started investing in Facebook ads and how freaking scary that was and how much money we were spending. And it was just really terrifying. And we're kind of doing that same thing now with our business. Like we've just made so many hires and made so many investments this month that I'm like, holy shiz, the freaking money that is flying out the door right now, like makes me want to like gag a little bit. 
but also I'm trying to like take it as a positive thing, like seeing the money flow at my door and be happy about it because I, I truly am happy about the things that I'm paying for with my business and I know it's going to serve me in the long run. But I would be absolutely lying if I said it didn't terrify me sometimes and stress me out sometimes. But whatever. So in January, we we invested in a CFO, which I'm really excited about because, <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, it's a really good thing I hired a CFO just from this one experience I'm about to tell you. So that my, I hired a CFO because I need help with taxes. But also, I just feel like we're at a point where I need help with finances. I want to make sure, like, profit projections are right. We're, you know, budgeting correctly. Whatever. But they also do this, like, compliance check to make sure that you're totally legal. And, <laughs> okay, so I, I've been trying to get to be an S-Corp, which if you're not familiar with, it's, like, you want to file for that legal status as a business in the U.S. Like, once you kind of become a team, help, you have tax benefits, Whatever. I've been trying to do that for, by myself for the past six months. Another reason why I hired them. And I have not been able to do it. It's so much more complicated than I thought it was going to be. And they're like, yeah, we can totally help you do that. We'll just do the compliance checks first. Anyways, you cannot be an S-Corp until you've been an LLC for, I don't know, until you just are legally an LLC. When they did that compliance check, guys, I, I'm not even an LLC. Not even an LLC. I am not registered <laughs> as the business that I originally thought that I was. So, mm, yeah, really glad we hired the CFO. <laughs> I think that'll be really, really helpful. Very excited about that. We also hired our first full-time coach, which is another extremely terrifying hire. Not only are they our first full-time member, which is like doubling the amount of payroll that's going out every month. So, yeah, terrifying. But, like... This is the first time I'm hiring someone where it feels like they're actually replacing me. Not, but they're, they are, but they're not. You know what I mean? Like I've hired designers, I've hired brand strategists before, but like I've still always felt like the creative director in my business. Do you know what I mean? And that felt like a really, really easy hire for some reason. Like it didn't feel as scary as hiring a coach. Maybe it's because like with the design work, and with the agency side of my business, that's always felt like we're a team and like you get lots of opinions. And like, I've always been very upfront that like it's a team effort, but I feel like when people come to hire me as their coach, like they want me and they want my perspective or whatever, which isn't true. People want results. Of course, you guys love me. I would be lying to say if you weren't obsessed with me. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know why. Coaching just felt a lot more personal. So it's been really good though, but also again, terrifying. It's been like a lot of mindset shifts. My OBM, Abby, we prepared like all of January for this full-time coach to come in. And I think it's been really, really good. It was a lot of work, but very, very excited about this. This is like the major hire that we had to make in order for me to go on a maternity leave in, in July. And I honestly probably should have just made this hire a long time ago looking at everything. So I'm excited about that. But obviously, lots of money. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and then on top of that, personally, we switched <laughs> childcare. We switched, like, we're not taking our kids to a daycare anymore. We are now, we had to get a babysitter and a nanny, which was so much more stressful than I thought it was going to be. Oh, my gosh. I, my heart just goes out to every mom business owner out there because we had them in time oh it's just such a stressful situation we had them in daycare which we really liked 
But then, like, LJ wasn't adjusting super well. The teacher he really liked quit. And she actually messaged me. I'm about to spill some tea for you guys. His old teacher messaged me on Facebook and told me all the tea about why LJ should not be at that school and all the horrible things that were going on at that daycare. So we promptly pulled him out. Not to mention, too, he, we've been thinking about pulling him out sometime soon because, one, he's starting therapy. So as soon as he starts his, like, 25 hours of therapy, there's just that's just too much for him to go to preschool, therapy, and daycare. You know what I mean? I don't even think there's enough hours of the day for him to do all that stuff. But also, we're going to have a new baby in July, and we have quite honestly been sick ever since we started daycare. And I was not prepared for that at all. Like, people told me, like, oh, you're putting your kid in daycare, like, prepared for them to get sick, they're going to get sick. I had that told to me a few times, and I believed it, but I was not prepared for this kind of level. And maybe this is not normal, but my kids were sick, like, two to three times a month. Two to three times. And so they were getting sick, I was getting sick, and so obviously we can't take our kids to daycare when they're sick. I was having to like pull them out, so it just wasn't even worth the money anymore. Which is so it was just horrible. I was just like, why am I even doing this daycare situation if I'm paying for it and we're not even able to use it? I'm sick, they're sick, like this is not even fun. So all of that together, we decided to kind of try and pull them out pretty quickly without childcare. And then finding a babysitter was a really hard one that we liked. Like we found this amazing one that we really, really liked. And then we got outbid. <laughs> like someone, like who knows you could outbid on a nanny. Someone else like offered her such a better, like more hours and better pay. And I was willing to offer better pay, but I couldn't do more hours. So that was really sad. I was like legit depressed about it for two days. Like just so sad when we lost her. But then we found someone else that's really amazing, but she couldn't start until March 1st. And so we've been without childcare all of February. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about what's been going on with us. We've been making huge investments and we've been without childcare and we've been just crazy sick. Oh, and my grandma died. And so I had to go to Phoenix kind of out of the blue to go to a funeral. So um, it's been a real, real fun month. Yeah, if you guys have any, like, positive words you want to send me, that would be great. Just kidding. I'm doing a lot better now. It's just been, like, the past two months just full of chaotic energy, and it feels like every single week it's like, oh, they're sick. Oh, there's this. Oh, someone died. Oh, someone... It just It was just crazy. Even when I was in Phoenix for my grandma's funeral, we had, like, three other family members die, like, while we were there, like, passed away. And it was just... So it's just, I don't know, it's just just all been chaotic and crazy. Uh, Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's my life. That's my update. There we go. That's life update. Now we'll move on to the snacks and tracks segment. Holy cow, guys. I have so much to update you guys on with this segment. So much to update you. I'm so sorry. This intro is going to be so freaking long, but there's so much to update. So freaking much. Let me get my phone out because I got to pull up all the books that I've been reading and I'm just going to give you guys like a quick overview of everything that I've read and watched up until now and give you like a very quick yes, no, what I think, all that stuff. Okay, starting with most recently and what I'm, I'm actually currently reading this. So I'm currently reading 
the Crescent City series, which is the same by the same author of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Why did I want to say that word? It's it's from the same author as that wrote my one of my favorite books of all time. I really like it. The the beginning was a little rough. Like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, if you read it, like prepared to be really confused for the first like 200 pages. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I just hated all of the characters. I hated the world. <laughs> for the first 200 pages, I didn't think it was too confusing though, especially coming off of uh, reading Brandon Sanderson books where it's like the first 10 hours, I don't even know how many pages it would be, but the first 10 hours are legit so dang confusing. <laughs> so compared to like a Brandon Sanderson book, I was like, nope, this world building fantasy stuff, the language they're using wasn't really that confusing. It was just like, I didn't get quite as into it until like 200 pages in. But overall, um, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this book yet because I love it, but I'm also like, it's not my favorite book. Like, I don't know how I feel about recommending it to people. I'm in the middle of the second book right now, and I feel like that might change later on because I feel like Sarah J. Mass books, they get better. Like, the first books are always just okay. And then the second, third, and fourth books are amazing. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I think there's potential in here. I think it's good. It's, it's kind of cool to have, like, a modern fantasy murder thing. I, it's different than any book I've ever read. Oh, I do, though, really like the main character. I hated her at the beginning, but by the end of book one, I loved the main character. She reminded me of Aelin Galathinius from Throne of Glass, which is still my all-time favorite character. Okay, next is The Maid by Anita Prose. Five out of five. I loved this book. It was such a quick read. I read it in, like, two days. It is such a feel-good, cozy murder mystery. Like, I don't know how else to describe it besides the the best feeling murder mystery you'll ever read is this murder mystery through the eyes of a it doesn't ever say but you know there's some I, i'm like 9.9 out of 10 confident that it's through the eyes of an autistic woman which is really interesting because she's like not picking up on social cues and like weird things where you're like wait so is it weird is that a weird clue or is it you know what i mean so it's really interesting plus she's just the sweetest woman ever and it ends amazing so yes five out of five next book is it ends with us oh my gosh oh my gosh this book wrecked me i would highly 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 recommend anyone read this but before i recommend anyone read this i think anyone needs to you need to read the um what's it called like disclaimers because there is some domestic abuse in this but the way it portrays domestic abuse I've never seen it portrayed like this. It was beautiful and it was a love story. I I loved it. I really, really did. Okay, next series is From Blood and Ash. Okay, guys. I got recommended this series quite a bit. So people were like, oh my gosh, if you love Akatar, A Court of Thrones and Roses, you're gonna love From Blood and Ash. Like I love it just as much, if not more. Kaiser? No, I did not. The writing is horrible. The characters are okay. The plot was pretty interesting, not gonna lie. The world was pretty interesting, but the writing, the dial, it was just all so cheesy. I could not handle the cheese in this book. It felt <laughs> so dumb. Like everything they said to each other, I was like rolling my eyes and I was so embarrassed. I did not like, I actually had to stop reading the third book 
<laughs> because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Even though I was dying to know what happens, I, I needed a break. So I don't know, like, I would not recommend it, though it comes highly recommended. So I feel like <laughs> that might just be my own personal opinion. I think people, I don't know. If you can get over the cheese, it's probably a good book. Okay, next book that I read, Dance of Thieves. This is another okay book. I don't know. I had to like, I stopped reading it. <laughs> I have three hours left to this book. And I'm convinced that within those last three hours is when it starts to get really good. This is, by the way, it's like another fantasy kind of romance book. It's supposed to be like a slow burn enemies to lovers, but I didn't catch slow burn. Like they get together within like the first like couple chapters. I don't know, I just didn't love the characters and I didn't feel a connection between the love interests and everything that was just going on. I was just like, okay, when, like, when is something more exciting gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? And obviously I still have three hours left. And so I probably am missing the best parts because I always see this recommended on BookTok. I don't know, I just couldn't finish it someday. I know I'm going to, but it, you know, it's just okay. Okay, I think that's like all for books. Yeah, I think that's so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books since the last time we talked. I'm that I'm just gonna stop right there. Next time I'm gonna talk that the next episode, I'm gonna talk about all the Netflix series, movies, and shows that I've been watching because that was enough for this episode. And now we're gonna get into the actual content of this episode, which you guys, I'm really excited. We're gonna be talking about client X. I heard Maddie from the Bad Broadcast, which if you don't listen to that podcast, you have to go listen to it. She's so freaking funny and really inspired me to do this podcast. And she inspired this episode. She did an episode all about icks that you get when you're dating someone. And I love the way that she defined icks. She said, okay, icks are not like red flaggish, like someone telling you, oh my gosh, I hate... Oh gosh, like what would be a red flag now? I can't think of anything. Like in dating terms, like red flag is like, oh, you know, like not texting back, not showing up for dates, like those types of things where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I, (laughs) this would have been a bad situation. I'm glad I didn't go with you. But icks are just like things that are not as necessarily bad, but they still just like turn you off anyways. And so I had you guys submit (laughs) like a few of your like potential client icks like your client X to me and they are freaking hilarious. And we're going to kind of talk about and rate your different potential client X. Again, these aren't red flags, but these are just things that like clients may say to you where you're like, Ugh. icky, gross. I don't really want to work with you. And it's not even necessarily a bad thing. I just am icked out for no real reason. Okay. So first I have to tell you guys like some of my client X that I have because this is a piece of advice that I give to everybody because I think it is just, actually, did I hear? Actually, I heard Maddie from the Bad Broadcast talk about this, but this is actually something I've been doing for a long time with my clients. And that is having a ick list. Um, things that aren't necessarily red flags, but you deem personally just icky enough where you don't want to work with them. So for me, I have worked with clients, I think I've told you guys this before, that are perfectionists and I have nothing against perfectionists. I know a lot of you guys out there are perfectionists. I personally just don't work well with them. That is not my ick list. So when people tell me, they're like, 
how perfectionist and picky they are on things. It's so achy. It's almost like a red flag to me because I'm like, okay, I know we are not going to get along here and I'm just not the right person for you. Like I have so many other people who I can recommend you. Let me do that so that we don't hate each other's guts by the end of this. <laughs> We're so annoyed at each other. So it's like my number one, like, ick. Again, not a red flag. Just for me personally, I know I don't jive with those types of people. Another thing that I put out there is if anybody or any of my clients are like, how do I put this lightly? Like, obsessed with the bro marketing world. Like, Tony Robbins... Simon, Simon Sinek's not so bad, but like the whole like bro marketing world and just like, how do I say this? Not just like, oh yeah, Tony Robbins said this, I'm going to do this, but like living by exactly what they say and trying to convince me that Tony Robbins and the bro marketing world is law and they are God and will not stray from anything else <laughs> that I say or I suggest because they read a business marketing book and they believe that this one thing that worked for Apple or Steve Jobs will work for them. Like that just pisses me off to know. And I'm like, okay, cool. If you want to go be Apple or all those crazy people, like, cool, I'm not your type of person because while I respect them as business people kind of I don't know they have some good things to say it's just not my vibe not my vibe it just always seems to be like way more marketing forward than like human forward if that makes sense and to me nah, no I'm just, I can't do it so those are my those are my icks now let's get into your guys icks so someone I've actually a few people said this only wanting to use google meet even if I send out a zoom like <laughs> Okay, I've never had a client actually request for her Google Meet, but this just sounds very boomerish to me. Like only clients over 40 would possibly request this. And I just don't understand why people sometimes hate on Zoom and they're just up so because I'm a Google fanatic. I live and breathe Google, but like Google me. I don't know why. It's like the reels to TikTok. It's just like the less better version. For no real reason, it just feels like a copycat, and so I'd rather use the real thing, which is Zoom. Especially if you're sending out like a Zoom link, and that's your own personal Zoom link, and you're the one hosting the call, you should decide where that call happens. You know, it's like showing up for a date, and you're like, yeah, I want to take you out on a date. Can I take you to go get ice cream at this place? And then your date that you've never met before is like, no, actually... Let's go get burritos. And you're the one paying and you're the one taking them on the date, but they're deciding where to go. It's just weird. It's not the not the vibe. Okay, this one's funny. I said, I said, I'm just laughing because this just would feel so awkward and petty to me. I sent a Starbucks gift card to new clients. One asked for something else instead. Excuse me, sir. Are you saying that you're above Starbucks? I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, sorry, no. I already spent that money. Like, what do you want? A smoothie card? A back rub? Like, this isn't just, like, gifting time. This is, like, part of my thank you. I don't know. That just is annoying. Okay, now a ton, a ton of you guys said this. And quite frankly, I have to agree. As you just said, men. Just 
men in general. And while we are not sexist here, I don't know, it's just hard when you, especially as like women who work in a, in a, you know, as graphic designers, we work in a women dominated industry, yet we are severely underrepresented in the graphic designer community. And so I don't know how to explain this other than just like, it's just not, not the vibe. Okay. Calling me a pet name like Sweetie. I had a client do that to me once and it made me feel like I was 12 years old. Uh, immediate ick. And that client ended up treating me like I was 12 years old throughout the whole process. I highly do not recommend. I think you're totally valid in this ick. Anyone who says the words logo design at any point ever. Okay, I actually may be guilty of this myself, even though I know. <laughs> That it's what we do is not logo design, you guys. I know how icky that is because it's not just a logo, you need branding. I totally understand that. I totally get it. I'm just not the right person to get my words right all the time. <laughs> I just say whatever comes to my mind, and honestly, a lot of the times it's not the correct thing or even the best thing to say at all. So I know I'm probably guilty of this. But I, I do understand what this person is saying because I think, like, especially in the context of an inquiry form where someone's reaching out and they're saying, hey, I need a logo design done. Like, and that's it. Just one sentence. I need a logo design done. How much does it cost? That almost feels red flaggy to me because you you know that they don't see branding as a whole. They literally just like want to check logos off of their list, move on. They just need a pair of hands, right? They don't really care about you as a person. I don't know. I'm making a lot of assumptions, but I I am pretty correct. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. So yeah, I see what you're saying. But I think throughout the process, if someone accidentally says like maybe logo design instead of branding, I don't know. Especially if they've maybe proven their character up to that point. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, this one. Someone said, ask what my number is to text me. Um... Yeah, no, you will not be texting me. You will not know any of my personal information. I never want to hear from you beyond my email. No way. Oh my gosh, this is such a huge ick. Want to meet in person, dot, 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 like why? Okay, I'm going to even extend this to wants to meet in person, wants extra meetings beyond what is necessary. That is such a huge ick to me. Like when this is, there's something that we could clearly talk about over email. It could be handled through a form. It could be handled through even like Loom videos or voice messages. I just think there is no real reason for us to be hopping on as many meetings and, oh my gosh, video meetings and in-person meetings as we do. 9.9 times out of 10, they can be handled over email, especially with things like Loom and voice messages now. Like if you need to explain yourself further, please use something like that. I don't need to like hear you explain your thoughts over text, like, and then just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go implement that. Like, did I have to be present for you to do that? Or could you have just like taken two minutes to write your thoughts out? Do you know what I mean? It just feels like a little bit lazy on the other person's part where they don't want to like take the time to actually like think about what they're thinking and what they actually want. They just want to talk about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, next one. Okay, this is someone who prefers Zoom over phone calls. So you guys have a lot of different preferences for what you guys like. 
with your meetings. Personally, I not no phone calls for me because my phone already has enough business stuff on it, like Instagram. I've got a few like Slack other business apps. Enough to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, someday I would love to have like a second phone where I can just separate all my business apps onto that and then never have to look at it after 5 p.m. because it's so much anxiety. And so I don't know why, but having to call someone on my personal cell phone and talk with them just feels way too overstimulating. I would rather like go to my computer and my work area, the area in my house that is deemed as work, like get into the work mode open up my screen and do a Zoom call. Even if you have your cameras off, I think that's fine. But I would just like rather be in work mode rather than on a phone call that feels personal. Do you know what I mean? Okay, I feel like, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm ending every single one of these like with the same phrase. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) These are all my personal opinions and I hope I'm explaining them correctly. Okay, so it's the... If they say they almost worked with another designer, it makes me feel like a bachelor contestant. Oh my gosh, this is almost a red flag. Almost a red flag. Like this is a very, very solid ick. Especially because they always expect you to like say something about why you should go with them after that. Uh, like, like, what do you want me to say after you say after you tell me that you've been like looking around at other people? I'm just like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, if you have any questions about art processes, like let me know. I Or I'll say something where I'm like, I'm so glad you're looking around at other people. I think that's a good thing. I want to make sure that you go with a person that you feel like you work the best with, whether that's me or someone else. Like, you should be looking around at other people. <laughs> I, I don't, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, if you work in that case, here's, you know, $200 off or here's why you should work with me. Here's this extra special. Like it's not a car's sales. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give you an extra promo because you're going to be talking to other people. When instead of providing feedback, they write down exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. This, this goes along with the lines of making extra meetings and unnecessary meetings (laughs) because (laughs) it's just like, okay, why are we not thinking through our emotions and like putting it into helpful feedback? Oh my gosh, when they don't look at my services page before booking a call, I even added as an ask question. Okay, I have to say something funny about this one because I, so I have a program called 10K Girl Gang. I think you guys know it by now. And there's an application in order to get in the program because we want to make sure that everyone who's in the program is like hand selected, ready to be there. It's a good group, whatever. And we used to have as a question on our application, like, do you understand what the price is? Like, because we have it so many times on our sales page, this is what the price is. Here are the pricing options. And so one of the questions was like, yes, I understand that this X, Y, and Z is the price. And there are payment plan options because every single time people would be like, oh, wait, what's the price again? And I'm like, it's literally on the page literally on the page I mm, can you do that are you cool so many times (laughs) so many times I even one person I like one time had one person check mark the box say yes I understand what the price is and in the very next question it says do you have any other comments or concerns before joining 10kgg and literally the only thing that they put was yes what is the price like, sir, I, I don't know how to help you at this point. I really 
uh, I'm clueless if you can't read the application that you are applying for. Ugh. Okay, most of the time I don't like when clients know me privately because I feel like if a problem might come up working together, it could be weird. Yeah, this almost feels like a red flag to me. Like, this is very, very solid ick. I refuse to let any family members or friends pay me because it just is going to get weird. I've had bad situations <laughs> working with family members, and so I just refuse to do it. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be 100% a service and a gift to you, and I'm going to do it on my own time. I do not want you to pay me if I... I'm going to have you pay me. I would charge like so much money because it's just, it's not even worth it to me. And I don't want to do this work that you're asking me to do. And also like anytime friends ask me to do work, it's like, Hey, I think I'm wanting to start a podcast. Could you do the podcast cover for me? And I'm like, dude, that's not even what I really do. But like, I have the skills and I want to help you out. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, how, how do I even charge for that? I don't know. It's just not worth my time. And so then I just end up doing it as like a service and a gratitude. Gratitude. When they like bad stock photos. Mm, yep. How about liking just any bad photos? Like when they send you, like, because I was having a client send me a Pinterest page. And if I get Pinterest page and I'm like, okay, so I like about 30% of the things here. Cool. Probably not good that we work together. <laughs> Another one, man. It's a if it's a man, it's a general ick. Someone said they act too professional. Yes, this is an ick for me. This kind of goes with like my ick, where when people say like they're too, like, or when people say that they're like really picky and they're kind of perfectionist. If they're too professional, I'm just not a professional person. Again, it's like not a bad thing. It's probably a good thing that you're acting professional, and it shouldn't be an ick. Honestly, it shouldn't be. But I. I don't work like that and don't be like that with me. <laughs> Getting sent voice memos from a client via DM. I'm almost always in a public space. Yeah, I don't know why listening just to voice memos in general is just icky and awkward. I'm like having, I like turn it down on the lowest volume possible, like one, and then I hold it right up to my ear so only I can hear it. <laughs> it's, I still feel so awkward. And then like sending a voice message back, I feel, I just feel so dumb. When they disagree with something when I'm clearly right. Okay, this, this is a hard one. I, yeah. Is it icky? Is it red client? Is it just annoying that people do this? I don't know. It's one of the above. Yes, I agree. It's super annoying. It's, it is, when you're working with a client that's like this, I always like flag that in the future where I'm like, you know what? This probably just isn't someone I want to work with in the future. Again, not maybe a red flag, but just something you don't want to do in the future again. And when someone does that to me, I'm almost, I never fight my clients with it. Like what I always do is I just like go back to the brand strategy and I'm like, remember what we agreed upon? Here's what we agreed upon. And here's why I'm right. If you want to change it, here's going to be the fee because you did agree on the brand strategy and the direction. So you're going to be fee. If it doesn't change the brand strategy direction, I'm like, oh, it goes against the brand strategy. So I don't recommend it. But again, like <laughs> I'll do whatever you you know, pay me to do. Like I'm, I can't force you to do anything. So yeah, it's just annoying more than anything. One client was, <laughs> one client was convinced I was using Helvetica to try and look like she knew her stuff, but the font was actually using a boho style sans serif. <laughs> oh, that's so off. That's hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah, that's like a big power alpha move that they're trying to push on you. And that's a major, major clientic. You see more exclamation marks than me. <laughs> um, that would be me. I use a million exclamation points. 
I know I need to stop. I know I need to stop because I know I just do a million exclamation points because I feel awkward and I want people, it's like a people pleaser tendency to coming out. Like I want people to like not take me too seriously, even though I do. You know what I mean? I think it's just like this tendency that women have to like add a million exclamation points when we're excited or we're in a good mood or whatever. Or even we're requesting something so it doesn't seem like, hey, I need this now. Thanks. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Is this so? This is me. I'm sorry. I'm the icky person here. Uh, texting me, calling me without a heads up. Yeah, this is why I do not give ever my phone number out to people because that's a huge, that's a huge client ick. Like, it's just like such a disrespect of your time. <laughs> client ick is when they use the term, I'm not sold on a design. Ma'am, what does this mean? Exactly. What does this mean? Are you asking me to sell you on the design? Like, would you like a sales presentation? This is your brand. This is based off of what you're telling me. What does that even mean? Like, no, we need more constructive feedback from this. I just think that's hilarious. Providing zero context on an email, but asking to schedule a call. Like, tell me why, please, ma'am. Oh my gosh, this is a, I think there's so many icks with like meetings and calls. Like when people want to schedule a call and they don't give any context. I'm like, okay, why? Like one time I had this client who was just like, like this happens repeatedly when they're like, okay, I like the logo, but can we get on a call about it? And I'm like, no, tell, tell me what you want to talk about. Like we need to know what's going on because especially if it's like people, I, if I need to involve other people on my team, like my brand strategist or my designer, like I need to schedule it with them. Like I just think people just don't understand like how much actually goes into meeting with you. Uh, so when they're just like, hey, can I like call you later today? And it's like, no, actually, because one, I can't trace like any of the information that you're telling me. I can't, I don't have it written down. So I can't refer back to it. I can't send it or forward it to the rest of my team. And so if it's something that my team needs to be there on, I need to let them know. Also just like in the future, I'm not gonna remember in a week what we talked about on the phone. So I like having a paper trail better. And legally, I like having a paper trail better. So I can be like, no, remember you said this? And we agreed upon this. And so that's why we're doing this. Okay, I think we just have like one or two more and then we're done. But this has been a really fun one. <laughs> okay, this is so funny. When they overthink everything as if they are a famous brand. Oh my gosh, yes. I have had so many clients like this. So many clients like this. And especially when I'm working with like, I mean, I get, I get it. I get it. Your personal brand, it's personal. It means a lot to you. So I, I do feel for people on that side. But at the end of the day, I'm also just like, dude, like if you don't know, I don't know. And if you're overthinking this, we're most likely going to be doing it wrong. And so we just need to go with the most simple thing moving forward. So that in the future, if you have more clarity, you can change it or you can add to it. Like it doesn't, I, I think people always think that like branding has to be, once they do it, it's like done. It's done and then they never have to look at it. So they have to have it perfect right now. You know what I mean? Like as if it's not like this living, breathing thing that's changing with you. And I again, like if you're like this huge, like you expect to be this Fortune 500 company, Maybe, maybe yes, but even big brands evolve over time, like Chanel and Gucci, like they've all changed their logo. They've all changed their branding. Like you're allowed to change. So I don't 
love the pressure that we put on people to like get their branding 100% of right the first time. Like it's never going to be right the first time. I always tell my clients, I'm like, you're probably going to like, we're going to do your branding and you're probably going to like change it in two years. Like I fully expect you to have a better understanding of your audience, have a better understanding of yourself, your likes, your strengths, what's going well for your company, what's not. And so, yeah, you're going to add to it. Like I think we would be crazy not to. Okay. Last one. Oh my gosh, so many of you guys said texting. Why are we giving out phone numbers to texting? I'm making a rule right now that you guys are not allowed to give out your phone numbers to people anymore, especially your clients. If you want to text with your clients, down, have them download app. Like, oh wow, I cannot talk. Have them download Slack or have them download Boxer. That way you can not give out your personal phone number and it feels a little bit more distanced. Oh my gosh, here's another one. Wait, no, when they send a bunch of copy in an email with no subject or no directions. Oh my gosh, I've never had this happen, but that, again, this is like a really solid red, ick, maybe almost red flag <laughs> because, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I haven't had this happen, but I have had, this is maybe a red flag, another ick, like when clients expect me to be a copywriter <laughs> and they're like going through their website and they're like why is it just like like the copy just doesn't really sound like this and I'm like sound like us and I'm like ma'am that's because you wrote the copy and you didn't hire the copywriter that I suggested you work with that's why it sounds so bad <laughs> like oh my gosh and then I'm like well did you want to change this or can't you just like add in blah 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 or oh my gosh this word is spelled oh my gosh when they ask me to like make grammatical like what am I trying to say when they make when they ask me to uh, like spell check things, that drives me nuts. That is not my job. I never look at what things are, like I look at the context of what's being said. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this can be grouped together. This makes sense over here. You know, this needs to be broken up like this, but I'm never spell checking things. I mean, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I'm, I don't make sense <laughs> with my grammar. My husband like hates me so much for my grammar usage. I it's something I need to be better at. So I'm like, guys, you do not want me checking your grammar at all. Oh, that drives me nuts. Okay, last one. Last one. I think we had one more. Nope, I think that was it actually. That was it. This was a really fun one though. Well, I'm glad I got to finally record a podcast episode with you guys because it's been forever. And I miss hanging out with you guys. If you ever have any requests things you want to see on the podcast, let us know. You can follow me personally. I'm Carly Anna underscore on TikTok and on Instagram. And then the podcast Instagram is just CEO over at podcast. And you can follow us for updates and stuff there. Also, if you want to join our mastermind, of course, I have to give a plug to my mastermind. You can go apply at 10kgirlgang.com. It is the best mastermind. I think obviously I'm biased to help designers scale their design business without being totally exhausted. So if you're feeling like exhausted and you're just working like crazy, you don't have any money to show for it, 10K Girl Gang is the place for you. We help people raise prices and profits without all this soul-sucking work. So there's that also. And if you want to learn brand strategy, I have a whole brand strategy course. That's just carliana.co slash BMM hyphen waitlist, I think. I'll put the links below. I love you guys though and I will talk to you next week.